0: The Zero Hour Podcast is in effect. Yes, this is Mark Fiertz, who, your co-host, joined by...
1: Christine Chapman, your host.
0: With the most. So, uh, we getting high society today <laughs> on the Zero Hour. I actually have an ascot on. Actually, I do not. <laughs> uh, and I may talk like Thurston Howell from Gilligan's Island and have a pinky up. Well, because we're going to learn about a couple of things, right? Things that I don't know about. But before we start learning, Kelly, say hello. Hello. Oh, hello, shit. Kelly. Hello. Uh, I know y'all don't know who that is just yet, but... Why is Mark wearing an ascot today? (laughs) I'm not really, but I feel like I have to say that. And in our pre-production meeting, um, on pre-production meetings, I actually learned a lot about what Kelly does and what it means to people who aren't necessarily in the know, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So for all of y'all who aren't in the know, you're about to get edumacated, right? Yes, yes. and, and you know me, I, I like to tease. I know, I Kelly, is there a story that we can tell about you before telling who you are that kind of led you to what you do today that may...
1: That isn't necessarily your zero hour, because oh. we can't, you mm-hmm. know, we mm-hmm. even if it's like a, I don't know, a recent story of your summer travels, perhaps, introducing mm. your little... Granddaughter. Yes, yes, too. the joy
2: of my life. My what's her name? Ava.
0: Ava. And Happy is, birthday, Ava. She is, she is sorry, six I'm years late.
2: old. She is amazing, and the the joy of all of our lives. And it's been fun to be. Just her escort wherever Wait, she goes. <laughs> are you?
0: Is it? Are you a first-time grandma?
2: First time, first grandchild. Knuckles. All right. It's there the you best. go.
0: There you go. I yes. highly
2: recommend it. to And she is <laughs> showered with love. She is amazing. She is just uh, precocious and delightful. And six already. Six. When did that happen? Uh, six
0: years ago. Yes. <laughs> Maybe six years, nine months ago. I don't know. <laughs> approximately seven years ago. Yeah, that happened. Approximately. Yes, All right. Yeah.
2: Too fast.
1: So what has been your favorite accompaniment uh, in terms of excursions or adventures with Ava? And what does
2: Ava call you? I am Mimi. Uh, Mimi. I am Mimi. She has several. uh, She's very fortunate to have several grandmothers. And we all have different names, and I love that I'm Mimi.
0: Who chose? Like, who chooses that? So I've been thinking about that recently. Although I'm not a grandfather just yet, nor do I hope to be for a while. (laughs) But like, how does
2: that work? Do they choose? Yeah, do they choose? Well, honestly, everybody says that, but you know, they don't talk for a while, so it take. You know, you have to have something or tell them something. So, I think it happens. I mean, we we were very. She has two sets of. Uh, grandparents and two sets of great grandparents. So she Ooh. has a lot of grandmothers. She's a very fortunate. Wow. Little girl. Christmas is great for it's her. It's awesome. Birthdays. Uh, yes. Saturday yes. is great yes. for her. She has it all. <laughs> and so she, uh, you know, so we. There were some who were very definite. Wanted to be Nana. Wanted to be Grandma. Wanted to. So the, you know, I looked at what are the possible names, and that just fit. So yeah,
0: I like Mimi. Um, I like Mimi too. I think I want to be called Granddad.
2: Or uh, a, yeah. a Grandpa.
0: I mean, I called my Grandpa Grandpa. grandpa. But like. I think I want to be like granddad or grandpa or the Viking. <laughs> <laughs>
2: or... I say granddad goes with your ascot. That would that would go <laughs> very <does>. well. It does.
0: It does go with the ascot. Thank you. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, Christine. So you, you... back to the question mark because yes. mm-hmm. you've
1: been interrupting. <sighs> mm-hmm. Let's ask
0: mm-hmm. our producer. Is it ready? Are you ready, David?
1: For what? to reveal. Oh, well, no, no, no. no. I, I'm, I'm playing this with you, Mark, okay. come All right. on. All right. So the question was, mm-hmm. favorite adventure excursion that you accompanied Ava on this summer as a hint?
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this is a hint. Oh, okay. Um, she, I took her to New York uh, to see her very first Broadway show. Mm, Ooh, which one was it we saw the lion king uh, oh and because i'm a crazy person i insisted on having a seat on the aisle because if you've seen it the puppets walk down the aisle and wow. it is so incredible to see and i wanted her to experience that so i took a little illegal video of her watching the elephant come down Oh my! Oh, it she was one fascinating of, oh she was riveted the whole time where in manhattan wow.
0: Were they playing The Lion King? Is it
2: right in right in Times Square? There's the the several okay. different theaters that are right there. Okay. I forget the name of it, but it's been there for. Gosh, twenty years now. I think long. Wow, it's a long
0: time. Wow, nice teaser. Uh, <laughs> so our guest is actually dressed in a lioness outfit.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Lion tamer here. She's a li- well.
0: Part of what you do would be mm-hmm. taming the shrew,
2: right? There you go, uh, as it were. There you go. <laughs> very nice, Mark. <laughs> Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> Pulled that out of my ass.
1: <laughs> so can I,
0: dude? Okay, go. (laughs) Three, two, one.
1: We welcome Kelly Grill this afternoon, who is the executive director and founder of the Hopkinton Center for the Arts. Can
0: I get a hell yeah?
1: Hell yeah. All right. In Hopkinton, Massachusetts, which has been home (laughs) or was home, but will always be home in our hearts um, for many years to my family as we went through our ups and downs. Uh, we moved to Hopkinton in 2012, um, shortly after the HCA opened its doors on that on the spot where it is. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and you know I remember, it. I remember going to the outdoor event. There was supposed to be hot air balloon that day, but there wasn't. I don't know why. And um, Chris, yeah, Chris took a picture of Celia. And uh-huh. myself and sent it to me, found me somehow and sent it to me and my connection to
2: the HCA Wait, who's, who's was... Chris? So At the time Kelly. she was the at the time she was the co executive director. Okay, you kicked yeah. her out?
0: You kicked no, her out no, Kelly? no, 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 no. no, no. Right. <laughs> she
2: she, <All> right. she, <laughs> she retired, God love yes. her. She she she's fortunate an artist and now she's retired doing her artwork. All right,
0: great. so can we pause for a fact? Yes. Right. The H C A. Yes. The Hopkins Center for the Arts. So, yes, my ascot is back on. So when I first heard that, and Kelly dispelled many a myth for me, right, personally, right?
1: Well, and I think it's a myth, Mark, that the HCA has fought for a long time, right? That the arts are only for people who wear ascots. (laughs) Hence...
0: Right. Yes, the uh, uh, I'm actually not wearing an ascot, but it's part of my shtick today. <laughs> um, and that's what I thought it was about. So I know very little about Broadway. I uh, know very little about the arts. I, uh, I think I appreciate it, but it's not something I have personally gone out of my way to experience. Like, I would never go to an HCA event because it's not on my radar. So part of
1: and, and because you weren't ready to be seen in public at the time. <laughs> what are you talking about? What's that You've to be been made? invited to many an HCA event over the last couple of years, mm-hmm. dude.
0: I am learning so many new things about you today. <laughs> We will take this offline. Either, either I have been in a coma. Right, for like the last year. <laughs> or I've now learned three new things today. <laughs> to be continued. Okay. <laughs> oh,
2: and An HCA okay.
0: invite is the third. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> but you are always welcome, Mark. I'm inviting you. Thank you. you, you. Can I go in with my Birkenstocks on? Absolutely. Yes. Of can of I wear course. a t-shirt? You can. And baseball shorts. hat backwards? Absolutely.
0: Love it. Let's go.
1: Let's book. Okay, okay. Right. we're booking. Yep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, so, and we did have a conversation about that, which was um, you're right that there was a time where we ne- needed to dispel that um, perception of what uh, the HCA or its former organization, the CAA, was all about, because the arts are for everyone, and yes. I think we've all seen that, and and it's a it's a really common connector. And my personal philosophy is even if you, you know, I heard many people say I'm not an artist. I, there's not an artistic bone in my body. I always uh, um, refute that to say I think everyone is creative in some way. And I would agree. And there's I some sort of creative outlet. It may be baking cakes. It could be, you know, making uh, well, painting. Melodic
0: gibber. moronic gibber. all right
2: a top podcast host that is very much an artistic endeavor that's true so
0: so when we say the arts are we talking about music acting comedy miming like what is what is what is in the vertical the genre the arts what does that mean
2: sure it really encompasses everything so we at the HCA are both a visual and performing arts. So visual arts is any kind of um, artistic work in paint or watercolor or drawing or sculpture or ceramics and photography, filmmaking, filmmaking, well, writing. Right? You know, yep. and then the uh, performing arts would be music, theater, um, dance, and dance, and anything. So anything that comes from your creative spirit.
0: I got a question. All right, I should have been a fucking attorney. Um, <laughs> So, do you remember the performance artist? And I want to ask if you thought he was an artist or not. Mm-hmm. The name went by one name, Gallagher. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Gallagher used to smash fruit and smash shit on stage?
2: Absolutely.
0: Is he an artist? Absolutely. Okay. Would you accept his type of art at the HCA?
2: Oh, of course. Yes. Okay.
0: Would the people in the front row have to wear raincoats?
2: Yes. Okay. Excellent. <laughs> All right. So, yes. wh-
0: what is what is the distinction between art or being an artist and Non-art. So mm. let, me, let me say that a little bit better. So musicians are artists. And whenever whenever I first heard the word artist, I automatically thought, you know, painting, sculpture. I never thought of si- a singer as an artist. But apparently mm-hmm. I'm wrong, right? Yep. Like if I yep. thought of artist as um, I can draw really well. Right. Um, I'm thinking of the, the, the scene in Ghost when she's fucking crafting something out of clay. Like, that that's, that's an artist. So, mm-hmm. back to the question is, when is something art from an artist, and what's the fine line between when you make that jump?
2: Uh, this, it's a really good question. I, I think, I heard a definition once by actually one of our patrons who said, uh, art is something that is created that wasn't there before. So if you think about, you know, visual art and creating a painting or sculpture and creating something or an actor creating a scene or a singer creating a song, you know, even if it's a song that has been written by someone else, their interpretation is yeah. art. So okay. wait, wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. Sorry. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Wait a second. Okay. I'm going to sing some Jim Morrison or some Beastie Boys lyrics right now. It is my creative interpretation. Does that mean I'm an artist?
2: Well, what it means, and
0: could I be on your stage? <laughs>
2: <laughs> your level—we're not judging your uh, level of art or your ability as a singer, but there is a difference between singing a song and also that's part of whether it's your living or whether you're an uh, amateur singer or. But it's part of who you are so if you're somebody that goes to open mics or if you're somebody that likes to write music or somebody that then of course karaoke karaoke i a fucking a, artist you are. i just
0: i'm adding it to my
1: resume you should <laughs> artist artiste. there you go there you go mark <laughs> the artist so i i see that as any way in which one expresses oneself creatively and mm-hmm. does does it require actually sharing it with the world or can art be
2: art mm-hmm. if it isn't out there in the world? Yeah, it's another great question observation. I, you know, art is it doesn't need someone else's approval it doesn't even need to be seen it it's something that's creative that's unique uh it that's an expression of yourself or your thoughts or your ideas absolutely you know so art is art for art's sake right i mean i think yep. everybody it's it is one of those things that's really hard and a bit subjective to to put a definition around but yep. Um, in my opinion uh, I've seen I met so many people in my life who said oh my god I'm just because they compare themselves to others I'm not like that person so I'm not an artist or I didn't create anything new or unique so I'm not an artist rather than saying it's your own inner creative expression that makes you an artist oh my
0: god I'm a friggin artist so (laughs) I got another I I I have another example to ask and I, I think I know how you're gonna respond to it but I recently saw something on LinkedIn it was this guy in Berlin He's a performance artist, and what he did was he got like one of those kid kid toy trucks, right? He put a hundred cell phones in it and walked around Berlin and fooled Google Maps to think that there was a traffic jam and just walked around Berlin with this wagon of a hundred mobile phones. And it was, <laughs> wow. was, was able, and they saw it, you could see it on Google Maps, he was walking over some bridge in Berlin, and it showed that the bridge was packed and people took alter, alternate routes.
1: Oh,
2: wow, my
0: God. And so they, ha- they described him as a performance artist. Is that
2: performance art? It sounds to me like it was. He was making a statement. He was doing something really unique. He was movement okay. toward it. If that, you know, I, I would really be curious about what other things he did. Um, I'm sure it wasn't just that. So. Yeah. That's that is pretty, pretty cool. powerful. But, <laughs>
0: yeah. but, but you just defined it as all right. He checks these boxes. He's making a statement, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. This is what he does, mm-hmm. right? This is his expression of what he's trying to share with the world. So, and he's doing so creatively. Correct. So by
2: definition,
0: that would make him an artist.
2: Absolutely.
1: Yes. Got it. Does art have to make a statement?
2: Ooh, Ooh that's a really good one too, Christine. Um, Ooh.
1: Probably no, not not
2: necessarily. I mean, I think uh, no, of course not cuz like you think about even as simple as, you know, Ava painting a, a a painting. Yes. And I have many drawings of Ava and Mimi and it's what sh- how she perceives it, right? And it doesn't make a statement. It's just but it's uh, her creative art. expression. It's yes. her art. Yeah.
1: Okay. So yeah.
0: so it doesn't necessarily have to <laughs> make a statement. It it that's not necessary, but I think most people, all right, I haven't been to a lot of museums, go figure. I haven't stared like this, like, like the Stephen Jobs thing, right, with the thumb in the, in the cleft of the chin, and looked at a piece of art and tried to think about what the art was saying to me. I think when people think about art making a statement, I think of that person or people staring at the Mona Lisa, right? trying to figure out uh, the, the importance of this, or a Picasso. Like, I think Picasso paintings are cool, right? And they're pretty, but I just don't appreciate them the way others do. Does that make me less sophisticated, or does, or does that make me just less mm-hmm. understanding of the arts? Yeah,
2: I, I think, so I went recently to the Worcester Art Museum, and they had a Monet exhibit. And I was yeah, asking really. myself this okay. same question. And the curator came out and was saying when Monet first started painting, uh, nobody recognized his work, didn't like his work. It was very different than okay. what the traditional painters had. And so uh, nobody would buy anything, you know? Right. And I think it was shortly, and he died young, as they all did, but shortly after, or just before he died, the curator of the Worcester Art Museum, way back then, Um, saw some value in it, that it was different, and it wasn't the standard what you look at, and so bought, I think, a couple of the paintings, which they still have today. So my point is... Out of Worcester, Massachusetts. Out of Worcester, Massachusetts. Bought, like, Monet's. Yes. The whoa. Before Monet
1: became... (laughs) Monet? Monet. Wow. How long ago was that? Was that
2: 100 years ago? It was several, yes. Um, And I I can't remember the exact date they bought it, but I, I think the museum itself opened in something like sixteen, seventeen hundred. So like really long time yeah. ago. And I had no idea that it was right here on Worcester. Wow. But my point is 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 um now who's to say back then they're looking at him like he's a hack? Like he, he doesn't have any talent and right. he's very different. Mm-hmm. So that was such a lesson to me to mm. say um you hear people all the time who think that they're educated in art or that they see things that you don't see. Mm-hmm. Um that is can't be farther from the truth. Like the
0: people who can taste wine and have nodes of chocolate. I taste nothing. <laughs> I taste wine. You yeah. know, I don't taste the hint of lavender. Yeah. I taste fucking red wine. You mean you f- don't?
1: You don't taste the tobacco notes no. in the cherry?
2: No. No. <laughs> but that's that's a good but point. I, but Callum. I will say that you know certainly people who study art and understand technique way better than I do. Um, I tremendously value their. Uh, their education, their experience, and there is a lot to it. And it's wonderful when you're with someone who is educated in the art world that can point things out to you. And I think that that is amazing and that is very true. That doesn't make me any less
1: uh, of a, a connoisseur of, or well appreciator yes. or whatever. I
2: mean, I want to learn t- to see those things <clears throat> that they don't see. But that doesn't mean that something that I like as an art piece is less valuable than something that they like.
0: Yes. Okay. Understood. So question on people who are are educated and see things differently. I'd actually like to stand shoulder to shoulder with somebody who's educated, look at the same picture, and have a conversation about it to really understand what they see. And they might notice the brushstroke, right? The type of Right. The, the period that which it was painted in as compared to Right, they might have the historical
1: context or right. a story Correct. that goes with the painting, for example.
0: I see shades of different color. I it's beautiful. It's obviously priceless. We're behind a velvet rope, right? Right. Uh, and it's, you know, there's security all around, but I don't I don't I don't have the same appreciation for it because I, not because I don't understand. Yeah, because I don't understand it, but doesn't
1: mean it doesn't mean that your appreciation for it is any less valid, Correct. right? Correct. Right. right.
2: Exactly. And I think what you brought up about the historical context is so important. And that's what people who are educated in the, again, we're talking about visual artwork, but even in you know performing artwork, is to understand what was going on during that time. What was mm. influencing their decision? It, paint was so interesting, like different kinds of paint and color that were available at one time versus another time. Right. It's fascinating to understand. A, when you understand what they had to work with, and what they created for what they had to work with, versus what was the life like at the time, and right. and that is that's it's fascinating. And then you then you do when you learn all that, have a different perspective of the artwork.
0: So Kelly, did you know I was named after a French impressionist?
2: I did not know Marc Chagall. That. Look at that. Oops. There you go. There you M- go. M- Long line there. Mark. M
0: A R C. Right. So Marc. <laughs> oh, ma. the french way born mm-hmm. in, in a foreign country mom florence shout out the flow
2: nice. um, Flo.
0: mom's a, mom's an artiste as well oh. um lots of watercolor but i remember as a kid growing up like helping her build the frames and stretch the canvas wow uh, oh yeah i fucked it all up yeah <laughs> um but I was named after her favorite artist, right? So see it's in there. It is definitely. We'll get it it out. It It might take a little time, but you know.
1: (laughs) So thank you for all of this art sort of orientation and talk, but we're getting to that place where we need to talk a little bit about that story, that pivotal moment, that zero Mm. hour. Mm. Yeah. And we have so many in our lives. And I, I think about the most obvious one, which would sort of align with the HCA. But I don't know if that's the zero hour you want to go with, I guess.
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I, I definitely think, um, you know, that, that certainly, you know, changed my life. It changed. Well, it has been your life. It has. Yes. It has. And, it,
1: and how long ago?
2: Well, that's the thing. I I do struggle with the the start. So HCA start was two thousand and eleven. However, um, Interstage Love Theater, which I founded before, before that, that um, was two thousand and six, um, and they but they merged in in two thousand and eleven. So you know, it really was when I think about almost like life before ESL and HCA and life after. Um, that to me is the, the that's the zero hour. Yeah. Hmm.
1: So tell us a little bit about the zero <laughs> hour and the background that got you there Kelly
2: so I I did um, I did major in theater in college um, I was very super 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 shy kid believe it or not like I did not
0: would never know it right now could, was yeah. just
2: could not speak to people really wow. but there was something about music and theater that I just lit me up and so as at a very young age I would Try out for the shows, and you know I couldn't raise my hand in class, but I could sing in front of five hundred people. That was just that's, an that's kind of a disconnect, thing, right? right? Wait, yeah,
0: but that's like a Michael Jackson thing, from what I understand, is yeah. that he couldn't have a conversation with you, but next to you, know, it's like, mm, yeah. mm, <laughs> mm, <laughs> mm, you know, like in it's front true. of ten thousand people, hundred thousand people. It's a thing.
2: Yeah. Some would say like maybe savant like. Well, you know? with him certainly. I, I yes. wouldn't compare myself to him, right, but right I now. do know that. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but I would say, you know, a lot of famous people like Barbara Streisand is is notoriously known for having a major really? stage fright and really? and really really um wow. hard on herself and you know, and all like a lot of actors and and performers do, you know. And but there's just something about it that is just so much stronger the need to perform or the the thing that lights you up that you just do it and and it really was pivotal for me to, as a young shy girl to have some more confidence in myself and to learn to speak to people and and so i did end up going on uh to study in college and loved it and you know i swear i i say it this way all the time work professionally for like half a second because i immediately got married and had kids and that's not a lifestyle you can have when you when you do that um and but acting was always in my bones and so even my my career that i did initially which was recruiting was really just acting yes <laughs> it
1: really just was <laughs> right uh, very really much up. very
2: much like sales is very Mark, sales. Right? very no, much like we're sales. not
0: acting in sales <laughs> this is our livelihood <laughs> let's get that straight this yes. is how we
2: provide <laughs> you're pretty much acting and i was selling people which yes. is you know very challenging because you can't you can't guarantee a person and right. um and I enjoyed it for, for quite some time. But then it, it did start to wear on me that I was selling people and, and you can't rely on people. And so uh, I owned a, an agency. And um, and at the time, my friends, who were still friends from high school, were back in the area, moved back to the area. And they said, you know, hey, when we were kids, we, we when we were kids, so the theater was a good thing. And then we just... We loved it so much, like, it wasn't enough to do two shows a year, so we started writing our own shows and putting up our own stuff. And and, and uh, you did that while in high school? High school, yeah. Wow. Well, in high school. And, 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 and Hopkinton provided
1: a venue for that in some way, shape, or form, or you had to create that venue and invite people to your homegrown shows, so to speak? Why do I have a vision of a
0: background that is cardboard, uh, yeah. and there's a flashlight and maybe a yes. candle? Yep okay. Oh, yeah, absolutely.
2: Driveways were the rehearsal space, all the basements. But what was the key factor was one teacher. Isn't it always that way? One teacher. One high school English and after school drama teacher who... Uh, because, you know, we wanted to rehearse on the stage and we wanted to do our thing, and the administration said, You can't do that. You can't have a bunch of kids there by yourself after school. So he said, I'll, I'll just sit here and I'll crack my papers. You guys yeah. do your thing. Yeah. And he really truly was pivotal in us forming this group and Who having that? An independent. His name was Ed Corneli. Okay. Still very much involved in our lives today. We see is him. Is he really? Yeah, he retired and actually opened his own theater. And uh, and then retired again. Okay. Um, but he's come by and and cheered us He on. must be so proud of you, yeah. Kelly. He's just wonderful. He's just a wonderfully kind man. And you know what? It made the difference. And I will talk about this a lot to kids. Is when I was that shy girl in seventh grade. I tried out for my first musical, and I was terrible. I was terrible. Like I, nothing came out of my mouth. It was just <laughs> terrible. After the show he came up to me personally and i didn't know him and he, he looked at me and he said you know i really enjoyed your performance and i would love you to come and try out for my play next fall wow and wow that's, I was like, wow that's such a big deal and that, just that little acknowledgement a little encouragement and it literally changed the trajectory of my life
0: at the right age at the right time yep. unbeknownst so he or you, that you would be lifelong friends and he would set you on this journey.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. That's amazing. It is amazing. I've thanked him so many times. And, you know, all teachers typically want is you to pay it forward. And yeah. so, you know, fast forward to where we are today, where I was able to have those friends that said, hey, why don't we think about, you know, doing some theater now? And we did. And it just continued. It was the only we were the only community theater that was in that town ever. And yeah. so it started with that. And then people came by, well, I, I'd really like to sing. And other people said, well, I'm an art teacher. Would you consider, you know, having some art classes or some private lessons? And it just continued to blossom like that for uh, four or five years. And always with this mindset of we want everyone to feel welcome. All abilities are welcome here. Um, we were, wanted to be carry on that legacy of Ed Corneli to say you're special and I want to see what you create and come and join us and and then, you know, from there it just kept growing till there was another organization in town called the Cultural Arts Alliance that was visual arts. We were performing arts. And in two thousand and ten we went over and said, Let's do this together.
1: That's amazing. All right. Question.
0: <laughs> performing versus visual. Right.
2: Yep. So <laughs> visual's all artwork, <coughs> painting, drawing all and right. pottery and performing, singing, dancing. Got it. Thank acting. You. acting acting
1: mm-hmm. musical instruments speaking to the <laughs> sorry. mic
2: sorry so
1: kelly one of the things i i wonder about um and and i've realized as you know you have been running this nonprofit for a decade right mm-hmm. um and from from my standpoint i i've just started doing some of that kind of work and i've realized how much Um, How much impact numbers make also as a former board member um, at the HCA. I want you to think back on that first year and the successes you were celebrating at the end of year one and and look back on year 11. 12? 13. 13? Yeah. And and what you were celebrating at the end of 13. Like, I remember, you know, I know um, as someone who's attended many HCA events that there are certain events where you have that video that shows all of these, like, hey, we we started in one community. We've grown to X number of communities over the last decade. We we started with one scholarship to students of need and provided access to the arts. Um, This year, we have given away X number of dollars like I'm, I'm just so curious because I know that the growth has been tremendous and the impact that the HCA has had has been tremendous so please share
2: so uh, thank you for that I the when we started so if we say you know when that first 2010 2011 merger happened we were a, a company of two um, running running the administrative piece, just you and Chris just me and Chris doing everything Doing it all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we had, you know, a handful of teachers and obviously contractors and things. And um, and we maybe touched seven towns and we had a mailing list of about 700 people, 800 people, or 500 people, something like that. Um, and then um, grew 10 times in 10 years. We now have 50, a staff of 15 administrative people. Wow. We have over 80 instructors and Performing artists, we see 30,000 visitors a year.
1: Wow.
0: So when we were in our prep meeting, those are really interesting figures. So the the other side of this, right, which I thought was super interesting, is – the money it brings into towns, right? Yes. Exactly,
2: yeah. And that's the thing is, is, is uh, there's um, all kinds of amazing studies going on uh, by Mass Cultural, Cultural Council about the creative economy. And uh, a lot of us will put in the, that data in that survey, but the national average is that if someone is visiting an art center Yep. Uh, or any kind of cultural institution. On average, they spend uh, an additional thirty dollars a person uh, outside of the community. So, a well, gas, or food, or lodging, or retail. Yeah. So, when we consider that thirty thousand number yeah. times yeah. thirty dollars, yes, that's, yeah. that's a, a large amount of money coming into the community. That is tremendous. I think yeah.
0: I wrote down when we talked. That's about like
2: a million dollars. Yes. It's and like a million dollars a year. Coming into and, and so it's, coming into the town of Hopkinton, basically. Correct. And then when you think about then, I don't, I don't know what the percentage is, the math of that, but then that's tax dollars coming right. back directly to the town as well.
1: Well, and I would imagine that having an art center in a town drives up property value Absolutely. significantly as well.
2: Right? Not just that. It, it definitely increases the property value, and we have lots of realtors that will um, bring potential people who are moving to Hopkins and by to show them the facility but it also encourages people to retire there and not to move away they don't need to go to Boston they don't need to go someplace right. because there's a cultural hub there one of the things that I'm hearing over and over again which makes me so happy is our our population of retirees is growing and growing particularly in ceramics and uh, in visual arts, where people can take classes during the day. But the thing that they remark about over and over is the social connection. That this, these are now, you know, as, you're, as a retiree, how do you make new friends? You mm-hmm. know, it, it, yeah. it doesn't typically happen, but they do. There's this little family and community that they yes. rely on. Yes. It's, it's wonderful.
0: How do you, and we talked about this a little earlier, how do you reach out to people like me? Mm-hmm. Right who have misconceptions and are a lot of guys like me right who are not culturally inclined We're not friggin cavemen, but you know we're we I would rather go for a hike or ride my bike or do something in my vegetable garden than maybe seek out uh, a day in the park, right uh, And I've learned that it actually can be pretty cool and I might actually. Be inclined to go with, like Christine. So, but what is the message? To I'm going to hold you to that, <laughs> uh, David. Let's uh, delete. Uh,
2: <laughs> let's, let's edit that, please, sir.
0: Um, I, I guess uh, the question is: is there ha- there has to be a there has to be a growth metric, right? So you have. Your foundation, right? People who are just naturally inclined, to center of the arts. I also know a lot of people like that as well. And then you have guys who who are not. So it would seem like to me that the more you can get those, get the attention of those people, you can grow your business, right? Is there a specific way that they're spoken to? Is it through a show like this? Is it I don't know in media and marketing? Like how do you, how how would you talk to? How do you talk to? How do you reach a mark? Yeah, how do you reach a mark? Well,
2: I think it. it, There's lots of ways. Media marketing is certainly part of it. Um, I think there's nothing, you know, more effective than that personal conversation and the introduction. And Mm -hmm. often I will say to people, um, and board members, bring people in uh, because there's a lot to do that has nothing to do with. The art or being an artist. We have a right. beaut- beautiful gardens in the back. We have a beautiful gallery that is just a nice space to be in. Yeah. It's a rental space as well for people who want a um, party. life party, life celebration, you know. And so, so just the space itself. And then we do a lot of partnerships with other groups. So, like the YMCA, we bring YMCA kids that are typically sports kids uh, over um, mm-hmm. during camp. We mm-hmm. do partnerships with. Other community organizations, um, so that there's meetings of a chamber a group, or it just, I think it does a lot when you just walk in the building. There's yeah, nothing I, about that, that visual. Yes.
0: Yeah, I think if you <clears throat> get them while they're young, right? Like get yeah. that influence, YMCA kids, whomever, doesn't matter, like day camp kids, right? Yeah. Do a day trip to the HCA. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then they can, uh, you know, experience that at a, at a younger age. That's cool.
1: Mm-hmm. Kelly. Or sort of getting to that place where we potentially um, want to wind things down. And one of my questions is, what do you have in store that you are super excited about in the coming months as you get ready to, you know, I hate to say end 2023, but we are coming into a new quarter. Um, and I know there are big events usually, and I know there's a Honestly, Mark, I thought I—I I didn't even think to ask you, but and I don't even know if um, tickets are still available. But as an '80s guy.
2: Kelly, you're doing an 80s event? We certainly are. We have John Oates is coming and he's going to perform. Really? Yes. Oh, I'm there. (laughs) Totally. Totally. I am
0: there. And I will wear my best 80s fedora. Nice. (laughs) And my polo with a popped up collar. And maybe I'll even cinch my jeans at the bottom. Love it. All right. Love really show those?
2: John Oates, so we once a year we do a celebrity series and we bring in a celebrity for a fundraising concert and he was kind enough to agree and Wow. So it's gonna be really cool because he's not just gonna perform, it's an acoustic show, but um tell the stories. Have, like parents. an M T V unplugged? Yes. Kind of like an M T V unplugged. So when is that, Kelly? So that's September ninth.
0: September 9th at the Hopton Center of the Arts there will be John Oates Oates? doing an unplugged series acoustic
2: yes yes yes. (laughs) lord (laughs) help me
0: amazing
2: yeah and i you know what i love is him talking about people like that talking about their experience as a young person and i'm raising my hand i'm asking
0: questions love it mr Oates. can i please have an autograph and
2: (laughs) there you go well we're gonna have
1: to make sure that there are tickets that we can buy so that we can be there with
2: kelly (laughs) well you know somebody so (laughs) wait what happened to daryl hall well, so the two of them are, are on tour, I think, right now. And wow. they're coming, uh, I think, even possibly to, I forget what the name of it is now. It used to be Great Woods, the Tweeter Center, or whatever it is yep, now yep. down there. Um, but Daryl's touring as well, um, mm. doing his own thing. But um, You've been we, talking to Daryl as well? Yeah, you, you know. Daryl well, Can I have his mobile we have the speed dial.
0: Can I have <laughs> <intro>? <laughs> <laughs> is he the most famous person you have? Who's the most famous person you have on your phone?
2: Oh, my God, that's a good question. I do not have. They're all on my phone. I was just joking. Um, <laughs> Oh, I do have... I have John. I have John. You have John also oh on your phone? Oh, my God. Uh, that is very okay. exciting. <laughs> wow. It is
1: great.
0: I, I was going to do some singing. <laughs>
1: Reaching out for someone to hold. Oh, wow. See, you are Close an artist.
0: down if we didn't know the lyrics.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Do you have any advice mm-hmm. to... The child who perhaps was like your younger self mm. um, and may not necessarily have the resource in their backyard that is the HCA, mm. right? So mm. to all those shy, somewhat lonely kids craving connection out there, what, what could you say to them about the arts and finding it if they don't have an HCA and a safe space to,
2: to, to be, it's, that's such a good question i I you know, I would love to just find ways to reach them to say that you're not alone, you know, because I felt like as a kid in a small town who liked the arts and not sports, that there was something wrong with me that you know i I just don't fit in this box like everybody else thinking, and that was my whole you know i I didn't see outside my little town, my little community. and so having you know, some vehicle, some way to reach those kids to say, there's a lot of us out here and we're celebrating you and you're special and we want you to be, to feel that. I don't know how we do that other than by continuing to, I mean, it's a different world now, you know, with, luckily with the internet and that's a positive thing that people can see other things Mm -hmm. and see that there are, um, you know, you hear the stories over and over again, even the, you know, Michael Jackson or whoever it is that, uh, when they were younger, I was just listening to another podcast with Jessica Cast Castane. Jessica blasphemy. <laughs> blasphemy. In preparation for your podcast, to excellent, understand life. <laughs> excellent recovery. <laughs> 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 Jessica Chastain, and she was talking about you know growing up, shit, single mom, and you know did and at. Five, all of a sudden went to see a show and it clicked with her this is what I want to do I mean I, I believe that that happens but then if you don't have that if you don't have and she didn't have anybody encouraging her but but made her way through because she just believed in herself and yep. it, it was a dr- drawing and a calling so if, there's a way for kids to just believe it's got, in themselves.
0: It's gotta be, but it's got to be hard like I think about my kids are a little bit older now older than seventh grade but When you're in seventh grade and you're an introvert and you're nervous and shy, that's all you know, right? right? Right. And, like, I think everyone needs – who was your teacher, Ed? Ed, yeah. Ed. I think everyone needs, like, an Ed, right, to kind of kick – it, not kick them in the pants, but give them the confidence that they need or need to hear – that hey kid you're doing good like and uh-huh. you know
2: what it's not just kids i you know i one of my favorite moments was um in that theater when before we were at the hca i had a 70 year old man just walk by and knock on my door and say you know i see that you have auditions for this uso show and i sing in the shower i've, I've never sung in public 70 and he opened his mouth and i went oh my god it really? was the most beautiful cool uh-huh. voice i'd ever oh, heard great. and ever since then He's been singing with us. That's great.
1: But that's that's the thing, right? It's about it's about being seen. Mm. It's about being heard. It's about being embraced. And the HCA does that in so much for, more in so many
2: ways. Mm. That's the mission. Thank you.
0: All right, all right, all right. Court is nearing end of session. <laughs> we have uh, Kelly Grill. Is it Grill? That's Grill. Yes, oh. Kelly Grill. Mm-hmm. That's a great last name.
2: Oh, thank you. Jesus. <laughs> well, it feels an, a little like, like, you know, barbecue. such like an yeah.
0: actor's, like, just runs Kelly <laughs> Grill. All right. <laughs> we got Kelly Grill, uh, CEO, founder of the Hopkin Center for the Arts, who has taught us a lot today about definitions and what art means and what it, what is artistic impersonation. And I learned I'm an artist. It's going on my LinkedIn profile. Be on the lookout. Very good. Kelly, thank you for being here. Thank Thank you, Kelly, so much.
1: Thank you. And thank you to the HCA for being such a place of healing and growth and support, especially to my family. I love you so much.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you.
1: Peace, y'all. Thanks, y'all.